Hello, my name is Kevin, and I'm with my co-host, Beth. Hi. And you are listening to the Faith Moving Forward podcast. Okay, on this episode, we have two very special guests to Beth and I. It is my sister and brother-in-law, Pastor Orrin and Bonnie Sandberg, out of Lake City, Minnesota. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hi. Great to be with you today. Yeah, we are. I like that you still have your Minnesota. Oh, yes. We're reminded of that regularly down here in Tennessee. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we keep telling them we do not have an accent, but I guess apparently we do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So Orn and Bonnie pastor a church in a small town in southern Minnesota called Valley View Assembly of God, and they have quite a story that leads up to how this all went down many years ago, so this is going to be great. But before we get into that, today's episode is brought to you from The Russell, a historic East Nashville church transformed into a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of your stay to local organizations who provide a safe haven for those experiencing homelessness in the Nashville community. Visit russellnashville.com to book your stay today. Okay, well, could each of you give the audience a quick background of how you grew up, up to the point where you met? Sure. That'd be great. Um, I feel like I grew up with, and Kevin and I grew up with a great legacy. We had a lot of God-fearing people who raised us, um, grandparents, aunts, uncles, people who really loved God and were trying to serve God. So I feel like we had an amazing legacy. We really don't have any excuse for not serving God. And at a very young age, I felt like I felt the call of God, although I don't feel like he gave me a specific um, call. When I was 15, I really felt like at an altar, our youth pastor prayed over me, and I really felt God saying that I would be in full-time ministry. But he didn't really say what. Now, later, when we went into ministry, I had an aunt and uncle that told me when I was a little girl, I used to always tell him I was going to be a pastor's wife. But I don't remember that. <laughs> but that's, it started very young. I really love the Lord. And my uh, my growing up was had some similarities to Bonnie's. I grew up uh, a little different in the sense that I grew up in a south part of the metro area, and uh, so it was, it was kind of kind of inner city. I'm the youngest of five kids, and my father left and claimed to be a Christian, wasn't, and and uh, left when I was seven years old. But I had a mom who just really walked with God. And we were in a good church, a real good church that that uh, really made an effort to have programs for um, for for kids and teens. And so uh, it really, uh, I guess, it had a real effect on my life. Uh, both not only keep giving me things to do and kind of keeping you from being just on the streets, but uh, also, I mean, it, I, I learned a lot. Uh, had a lot of people. Had good examples. 
And uh, I was in a place where God was moving, you know, in our church. I saw God touch people's lives, how people get saved and stuff. Uh, and it was just a whole different thing between um, my neighborhood or my school world and my church world. So, uh, wow. and that, you know, so I just, you know, I kind of grew up in, in, again in, in that environment. And it really offered to my Bonnie. We both grew up in, in, in good churches and they were kind of neighboring churches. So we're, all wow. that far apart when we were, by the time we met, I should say. Wonderful. Wow. Thank you both for sharing. I know for Bonnie that is so true that God really did give you the richness of in your childhood of godly influences. And I'm so thankful, Orrin, to hear the God story, how he brought the right people at the right time to really influence you for the Lord and a godly mom. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oren, I know your mom was pretty amazing in what she accomplished raising how many brothers and sisters? Well, I had one brother and three sisters, and, you know, when my dad left, we, we grew up poor. I don't know how she did it except by the grace of God. But It's amazing, it, yeah. She was such an example. I mean, it was not uncommon to often look for her, and she might be up in her bedroom on her knees with her Bible in front of her, you know, or or you know, somewhere else she daily would, would seek the Lord. I mean, she just really walked with God. So uh, that was the example I had in the home. I was, I've often said, teased people and said, you know, I have no excuse except for utter rebellion. I was taught well. I can't claim ignorance. I is modeled in front of me. I can't claim that I've never seen, you know, people, you know, human beings, but serving the Lord. I just have no excuse. <laughs> mm. wow. Even in the midst of difficult times, you know, God still has those blessings there. They're there to be had. Right, right. So what year did you both meet then, and how did you meet? We met, it began a long time ago. No, it was in, <laughs> it's funny to say this because it doesn't seem that long ago, but boy, now I'm going to say the year, all of a sudden I feel like... Uh, We've got a couple of relics, mm-hmm. but uh, we met in 1976, wow. which of course was, uh, wasn't that the bicentennial? Yep. Yes. And so it was, uh, it was a big year in a lot of ways. And we didn't know, of course, when Bonnie and I met, we didn't know what the future held individually or together, but uh, we met in 1976. We didn't, we didn't start dating for right. a year and a half, but yeah. we did meet then through mutual friends. Yeah. So you met in 1976, and how long until you were married from that point? 1981. <laughs> so it was five years later. Okay, cool. It took me a long time to convince Bonnie that God <laughs> wanted her to marry me. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure she's fully convinced yet, but she's gone along with it. <laughs> Persistence, yeah. I love it. That's awesome. How soon after being married did you both start to realize that possibly you were called to pastor or or help pastor a church? Okay, now do you want me to take start with this one, honey, or do you want to? <laughs> I kept telling him he was going to be a pastor, and he was like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to be a pastor unless God tells me to. No. <laughs> he you didn't realize God was speaking through you, Bonnie. <laughs> let's just he say, did not. Let's say I heard 
Bonnie's call long before I heard God's <laughs> call, but <laughs> she, right. she she obviously had some uh, some insight. I uh, if I can just kind of put a little detail of depth to this, uh, like Bonnie, I, it, we were when we were during the time we were dating and, and things, we were very active in our in our individual churches. I, I was I was teaching. Uh, I got to preach once a year on a Sunday night. I was involved in Christian bands in a lot of my growing up years. Um, I I loved serving the Lord. I was busy. I I certainly wasn't sitting around waiting or thinking, Dude, what can I do?" Uh, and I had had a stirring when I, when God really got a hold of my life. The call wasn't to pastor. No way. But, but the call that I received from the Lord uh, early on was to serve him. And I knew I needed, uh, God was calling me to prepare to be able to share my testimony, to share the, the gospel with other people. And uh, that, that and I was doing that, you know. But this idea of pastoring, I, it was just... Freaked him out. It did. It mm. freaked me out for a couple of reasons. One, I grew up poor. And I saw pastors, you know, sometimes struggle. And uh, you really have to trust God because a lot of the time you, you, you're trusting God's people to provide for you and, and, and make decisions. And, you know, you feel like you, you kind of have less control over that than you would if you were out in, uh, let's say, a, a different career. Secondly, I was always kind of saw – I saw a lot of pastor's kids. And I just – I had zero – my I, I come from a broken home. Uh, that. I just really felt strongly that curse was going to stop right here. So they, I valued my marriage. We didn't have children yet, but I, you know, I, I trusted if God gives us children and we wanted children, I had no desire to go off and try and win the world and lose my, my family, my kids and my wife. And uh, I, it, that was just a real, those are two huge concerns for me that God ended up answering and, and giving me a, a, an answer and a piece about, and then I, I just, you know, what I, I just didn't know if I could, <laughs> you know, people come in all, they're all over oh, the yes. board with thoughts and feelings <laughs> and stuff. And so, you know, you're going to deal with a lot of different things. And I just thought, I, you know, I don't know, am I the one to, to do that? I, I wasn't convinced of it. So I would tell Bonnie, I'd say, you know, I'm willing to do what God wants, but God is going to have to, to tell me that, you know, I, I love, I love you, but God's going to have to tell me this. And I, I've told people for years, there are two heel prints in the sands of time as God brought me on. <laughs> 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 to, 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 what I always said was the last thing I thought I would ever do. Uh, and yet uh, if you're in the center of God's will, there will be a fullness of joy there. Right. right. Um, I love that. His heart is evangelism. It is to this day. So he also didn't picture that those were the kind of giftings that, you know, a pastor would have. He pictured more administration and a guy who just was more scholarly. And I think that freaked him out, too. Hmm. That is interesting. So what was the first pastoral position you took? Well, the first pastor, this is, it's, it's a little bit, again, it's kind of an interesting thing. I I grew up uh, in a Pentecostal Son of God church in and uh, Bonnie did as well as, as you know, Kevin, and, and yep. um, yeah. uh, we were very involved. We, it, when we got married, we were very involved in our church. 
we wrestled, though, with where we were going to go to church, as a lot of time couples can do. And God led us, uh, and I, I had no, I didn't want to have a desire where I tell Bonnie where we're, where we're going to go. We were going to seek the Lord together. And I really wanted God to speak to both of us. And he did. He kept us at my home church in South Minneapolis. And um, uh, years later, we understand why it, it, those years have paid off we, mm. in ways that we didn't realize at the time. But so we attended my home church and I grew up there since I was a child. I mean, it's, it's the only church, uh, I ever attended where I wasn't a pastor, but I was also an assistant pastor. It became an assistant pastor, became a board member there. And then God just opened the door. People, I, I, I'd gone to Bible college, but I, I was not credentialed at the time, but people saw the call of God on my life. And Bonnie was not the only one. I, I had different people say, you know, you know, you're called, you know, why don't you just, you know, wow. and I have to tell the story that you had really definitely led us because we were starting to feel a real dissatisfaction with secular jobs. And we both had good jobs yeah. and we were doing well financially, but we just started to feel real restless. And it was, um, we kept praying about it and we thought, well, maybe we're supposed to go back to Bible college. Maybe we're supposed to go with YWAM. That was a big deal. We had friends in YWAM and we really wondered if we were supposed to go with YWAM. And God kept shutting the doors, shutting the doors, shutting the doors. So one night at a Sunday night prayer meeting down in the prayer room, we were both on separate sides of the prayer room. God spoke to us and he told us, you will know when it's time to go in the ministry, stop striving. And that word no was like in red neon. Um, He spoke the same exact thing to both of our hearts that night. And so we knew that we could just stop striving, quit trying to make a way to go into ministry like the normal way, quote unquote, and just wait and see what God was going to do. And it wasn't very long after that, that our pastor was looking for an assistant. And it was funny because both Orrin and I, when he announced that, knew. We didn't say anything. We didn't even say anything to each other, but we just knew. And it was so funny because one guy that we're really close to at church, he said, wouldn't that be hilarious if, like, pastor chose you? <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that'd be a real hoot. <laughs> <laughs> that boost your confidence. <laughs> That's what ended up happening, right? Exactly. It, it really is. And I, I got it. I remember back then, too, Bonnie. Remember, we said if this is of God, then God will make it plain to a pastor and to the church. Mm-hmm. We didn't feel the need to, we didn't want to push anything. No. Right. But the, we have it, several um, Bible college students in our church. Oh, yeah. So that would have right. been the natural we thing. People were credentialed. Wow. But they, it was really something how uh, we just, we said that, and the church really graciously, they, they watched us and what God had done in our life over time. Wow. And, you know, when you fix your eyes on the Lord, if, if that's your concern and you your, your vision is Christ, others will see that. If your vision right. is to, to be seen or for some, you know, you're, you're, you've got something else, uh, people will see that, but... But isn't that biblical for the body to confirm your calling, you know? Yeah, right. we really appreciated that. He always does, that, uh, yeah. Church, the people who knew us better than any than the, the district officials or, or even people, the professors at the college or anything, 
that they would uh, affirm strongly that well, call could, of that they saw that call of God in our lives. They could see it. They could see it when, you, when the call of God is on a person's life for ministry. Um, the people around you can see that. So I'm going to move on from the time you felt called. Tell us the story of the steps God took you through to get you to Valley View. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we had, we, had um, we, we were very content. We weren't, it wasn't in our heart to be ladder climbers or well, we'll put in a few years here and then we'll do this and that. It was in our heart to want to do great things for God. You know, especially when you're young. I mean, you, you, you don't know what the future holds, but boy, you're, you know, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to really do great things. Well, we were on staff and we were really fairly content. I mean, we were content being on staff. Um, but again, God does a stirring and it is, it's hard to well, articulate. And, and sometimes he does a stirring through finances. Like we are getting Situation. to a point yeah, yeah. where, how do we say this? We are poor as Job's turkey. <laughs> and um we had actually taken step back out of ministry for uh, just to see you know we felt stirred we didn't know what to do and we knew we had to get our finances shaped up so poor orin was working a a paper route in 3 30 in the morning he was working at a welding shop on his day off and he worked for the lady down the street anytime her beck and call for any yard work or anything that she needed done. And he worked at the church. So, I mean, he was running ragged and we thought we had to get a handle on this, our life here. You know, something had to change and it wasn't, it's funny when you follow the Lord, it'll be different things at different times and seasons. I'm going to speak to you. Sometimes it's it's circumstances. Sometimes it's it's a stirring from the inside of you. Uh, It can be all kinds of things. Uh, It's not always, it's not always the same way, but we had, because of some of those things we had, and we had tried different things. We had, we had put out feelers. We had, we had done the things we knew to do and and nothing was working. We, uh, when we kind of stepped out of, of uh, full-time ministry, we were just, we, we did that. We were just seeking the Lord and uh, a door opened up in a small town. Uh, Lake City, Minnesota, and we began to, uh, we were contacted if we would come down and, fill, and in. fill in for two weeks. Oh, now wow. I want to two weeks here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just just hang weeks. with us. You'll understand if you're listening. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, two weeks, I thought, that's awesome. You know, I'll go down to some, you know, there's a group of people. They, they were thought of pastor. I'm happy to go down and, and, uh, preach my little heart out, you know, and, and so uh, I, I went down and, um, uh, it was a very small church and they were really kind of, they, they had over a couple times in their history considered closing. They were at a point like that. Again, they didn't feel it was God's will to close, but they were, you know, they couldn't afford a pastor or anything. And I went down and I, I, uh, there's, there's a lot of details I'm going to skip over cause it's just too long. That's why we get a kick out of the story. It means so much to us, but Bonnie, Bonnie didn't sure. go. She was, was and we had two kids by this time, and so she were attending a, a, another a church, and, and so I just, you know, it's going to be for two weeks. So I went down. I, I just I, I preached a, a gospel message, and uh, I was just thinking, oh man, you know, I this little town and this little church, and it didn't look the best, and it, you know, you could tell they had money and this and that and the other thing, but I just I thought, well, I'll just preach 
my best little sermon here. And when I was done, I, I dismissed them. And as I'm putting my notes in the uh, in my Bible, I was going to come step off of the platform. Everybody, it was very small. It was probably 20, 25 people, including children. Cats, dogs, everyone. Yeah, if you brought it, we would, uh, or we would, <laughs> count them. <laughs> we baptized it. No. <laughs> Cats are hard. But uh, don't try that at home. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Experience. That's another inside story. But we, you know, all of a sudden they were all coming forward, all of them. And I looked down at them. Oh, oh, I, I must have said something wrong or done something because they, they all came forward. But they just said, "We just know God has called you to be our pastor." Oh, and I thought, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I stepped out of, of the position I was in. Uh, uh, you know, finances played a big role. And yeah, oh, I'd love, now I'd love to come to a place where they can't afford me at all. This is just what I signed up for, Lord. You know, remember, Lord, way back in the, uh, you know, the talks we had about the problems I was having with being a pastor? <laughs> and, and I thought, yep. you know, you. You do the nice thing. You 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 say you smile and you just tell people. Well, we'll pray about it. We, we want what God wants, and right. uh, <laughs> the Lord knows. And, and inside, I'm just thinking, uh, uh, you know. So, and uh, I preached. God totally knew what He was doing. He did. Because right. We, we literally kept. They kept saying, "Will you come another week? Will you come another week?" And oh, we literally really? fell in love with these people. Yeah. And oh. had such a heart for them and what they were that. so bravely trying to do keep these doors open and have a ministry in this town and um they just won us over but all summer i remember every day because we were used to god leading us and god speaking to us and so we would put it before god and and every day we'd ask each other at the end of the day did you hear from god did you hear from god <laughs> no 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 and he, no, 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 why? We just weren't used to this. We didn't understand it. And we thought, boy, these people are going to think, what kind of guy are we trying to get here? Weasel <laughs> <laughs> can't make up his mind, you know. But, you know, we had some, but this is, a, this is kind of one of the lessons. For one, Orn always says, there's no such thing as wasted time when you're waiting on God. Right. right. You know, but, um, that and that, that's one big lesson. But the other is sometimes, you can't look at circumstances because sometimes the circumstances will lead you, but sometimes they won't. They'll keep you from doing what maybe you should be doing, right? Right. So and true. so we have legitimate concerns about our finances and taking care of feeding our kids, you know. But God wanted us to step out in faith. And so all summer long, it was like torture. It was. <laughs> it was. And one day I was talking to my mom. And Hallelujah. She, she doesn't always. Um, oh, yes. Well, you know, she, she's not quoting Bible verses at us all the time. She just <laughs> says to me one day, she goes, I was distressing over this whole thing. And she finally said to me, well, this doesn't sound like peace to me. <laughs> <laughs> and yet God used that. God used that. You know, God God took that and it and all of a sudden you. the light bulb went on yeah. and I thought, Oh my goodness, she's right. Yeah. God leads in peace. He leads in a peaceable path. Right. And we are in total turmoil here. And so we finally after um much angst 
we finally realized. And and Grandpa wrote us a letter too. That was what another key say? thing that 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 God mm. used. Um, Kevin really? Hears and Donnie's grandpa and grandma were pioneer ministers, and he uh, he wrote us a letter that really was prophetic with, without details. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, God used it, but it, 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 it was something to the effect that, um, you know, God's leading isn't always plain and that uh, sometimes uh, what uh, I'm, I'm struggling for, like, you know, what, what might not seem to be God's will may in turn out to be God's will or mm-hmm. uh, he just something, you know, but it had to do with God lead, God's leading in our life. Which right. is which is kind of a, a real key theme. I, I, I in our podcast here, I'd like to for at least our journey. Bonnie mentioned it that when you're following the Lord, it doesn't always make sense to right. you. It's yeah. different every time. You can ask God one time; He can speak to you so plainly. What do you do then when you really seek the Lord and you don't hear anything? Mm. What do you do when when the the signs around you are confusing? What you know? What do you do and when in fact things seem to be going in the opposite direction and, and you're wanting an answer and I've, I've learned and when I'm, what I'm going to say, I've learned it and I'm probably going to have to relearn it a few more times in my life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I've learned that if you, if you really fix your eyes on Jesus and your heart is to follow him, then whatever phase or stage you are in, however God is dealing with it, it's not wasted time. He may be yeah. he may be preparing you. Right. He may be preparing things ahead of you. Uh, we don't That's always good. know what God is doing, but it's not. It feels frustrating because it feels like it's wasted time. But again, if you're walking with the Lord, it's not wasted That's time. That's right. Well, that's really good. I think that's right. I on remember too, sure. Grandpa used to tell us, um, "How do you know you're in the center of God's will?" And it wasn't any big revelation, except for he said, well, it's when there's nothing between you and God. And I thought, wow, that's mm. actually profound because we always want an answer. Wow. Am I supposed to be at this block in this city, you know? Yeah. And really, it's just following him and obeying him. And you understand that that means not there's nothing between the two. Not that there's no relationship or... Um, it's that there's nothing that God's having to prod you or get you back on track or, you know, sure, uh, sure. you're willing to send on God's will when you're just, uh, um, there's peace there. yeah, he's not right. having to, to drag you <laughs> this way or that way. Back to Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule and act as umpire, mm-hmm. settling with finality the questions that arise yeah. in our minds. So often mm-hmm. peace is robbed through questions. Could this be God? You know, is there right. peace? And if there's not peace, then I'd question it. But if even if your brain's saying this makes no sense, but there's peace, God's probably in doing something there. And that sounds like and your story. That's exactly where we came to is when we realize these things, you know, you always say best that look for the peaceful path. Yeah. When we said yes then there was absolutely a shroud yeah. of peace immediately. And, and assurance. Beautiful. Wow. God, God kind of let us know we had legitimate concerns. I mean, they were legitimate. Mm-hmm. Right. But we had such, and, you know, we can't tell you why. We don't know why it had to take a whole summer. And, and we felt like we were stringing this church along, you know. But when we came, we could really say, you know what? Yes, 
we, we've now heard from God. Beautiful. And, and again, we, there weren't the finances, there wasn't anything, but God spoke to us at the same time. One uh, that, that particular night, he told us both four things that we would be doing. Um, and, and he has done those things, by the way. And so we went with a, a mission, we, uh, a spelled out mission. We went with a, an assurance. And all of a sudden, all those things, you can, you can live with the unsettled things when it's settled in your heart with God. Right. And he didn't ever let us down. We, our kids are grown now. We fed them. They, we got them through yeah. high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't always like what we fed right. them, but you know, we didn't promise That's that. That's a different podcast. Yeah. I, I know your kids, and they're amazing. <laughs> so they good are. job. And, you know, it reminds me of that where God guides, God provides. Even if you yeah. can't right. see it, like, that is the whole faith walk. It's a journey. You know, it's like, okay, I don't see it all plain in front of me, but it that's how you please God. You just step out even though you can't see it all and it's not laid out so you can, in your brain, feel at peace, you know. But you step mm-hmm. out and God floods you with that peace like he did with you two. And he provided beautifully for you two and your family. It, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. yes, absolutely. God has been faithful. Okay, how did you end up at the location you are now at? We, we got in the car and drove over. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, main reason we asked that is we know there's a story there, too. At the property the church is built on. Oh man, amazing story. story. Yeah. Again, we'll just always understand something. This is probably what everybody gives testimony to God's greatness. There's there's so many details that it's hard to cover everything, but a couple major things. So, okay, so we came, we were here about four and a half years. God had had spoke to us one of those four things is we would be building a church. Now, let me go back to that first Sunday. I came down myself just to fill in for those two weeks. There was there was two core families that had really kept the, the church open, and uh, they 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 this one family they had three boys and they were uh, at school or had moved away they were they were gone at this time, okay. and this family took me out to eat after and then and they kept talking to me well you know everybody really would, are you even interested you know yeah we can't afford a pastor but everybody really wants you to come. <laughs> And, and that's, you know, that's the invitation you pray to God. Right. <laughs> right. You know, when you're young, you're hoping that some big church is going to come and, you know, and they're going to say, we're going to give you this, that, and the other thing. Uh-huh. And, uh, but what was funny about, okay, so they took me around all over town. They showed me, that, that's a town of 5,000. So it's not, it's not huge. Okay. Uh, town of 5,000, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful town. And the water skiing was invented. I was going to put a plug in for Lake City because it's pretty cool. But uh, <laughs> it me all over, and, and I told them, well, back then, every Sunday night, we had a, a whole different service than Sunday morning. Uh, and so I, you know, I told them, well, I'm, I'm going to be part of the afternoon to go over my notes and pray and, and stuff. But I, they took me all over, and I was just kind of, well, what are they, what are they doing? And they even took me down for ice cream to a neighboring town, showed me the river, all this, all this stuff. All of a sudden, at one point, she, her name was Ruth. She said to her husband, Len, Len pull over. And so he, he pulled the car over, and I, I will never forget this. Uh, she said, I, I run the nursing program up in, at the Votech in Red Wing. And she said, I usually take the highway, but sometimes I, I take this back way. And last week, 
I took this back way and God spoke to me and said, someday we're going to build a church right there. I mean, it was right, you know, she was wow. right there. She pointed to a cornfield. Well, it was a big field. Mm. I, it, I know now the whole field was like 30 some acres. It was a big area. And we're going to build right, but she was specific where. And uh, I remember her husband was in the backseat. Her husband spins around and looks at her and she says, Oh, I, I don't think I even told Len this yet. And <laughs> she's like, What? And why <laughs> this was so vivid to me to this day is because I remember looking and, you know, I remember looking there and I just thought, Well, I, I love it when people have vision. You know, Bible says without a vision people perish. Right. I thought this is great that these guys have vision, but two things. And I, I mean, this is a very specific. I remember thinking, number one, a lot's going to have to happen before that ever <laughs> takes place, you know? <laughs> and then number two, you know, it's got nothing to do with me. I'm here for two weeks. And, and, you know, I mean, and I remember literally thinking, you wow. know what? Someday though, it would be cool to look up whatever happened in, to that church in Lake City. I, I, was, I want to remember this because of what she said. And I was wow. just almost going to kind of see what God was going to do since, you know, I'd be here two weeks. Well, I, you know, someday, maybe years from now, um, you know, it'd be neat to, it'd be neat to check back up. And well, God has to have a sense of humor. <laughs> well, like, I, yeah, I did not know that months <laughs> later we would end up coming down here uh, on, on a, literally a wing in a prayer. And, uh, and God told us that, yes, you will be building a church. Okay. So we worked hard the first two years. We, we told the church our vision. They, they bought into it. Uh, they, they believed it was of God. We worked for, for about two years. We worked real hard. The church grew. God blessed. And so it was like we are in no position to, to, to build a church yet. And we had a very small, over 100-year-old building. And it was, I mean, it was, it, it, we, we worked on it and made it nice. But it was, it was what, Bonnie, rough? <laughs> I just, you know, uh, if rough can have, bring any picture to your mind is probably not enough. It, <laughs> and to paint rough. a picture here, it's um, for the listener. This is yeah. an in town of a, a very tidy small town, like small town America. And it's smack dab inside of the small town America, an old, beautiful uh, church uh, structure, and but it needed a lot of ta- uh, fixing up. Did, did you say beautiful? <laughs> Well, after you two got a hold of it. it <laughs> well, I was going to say, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and Beth has beautiful eyes. So, <laughs> well, we saw, I saw it after you had been there for a few weeks, and or maybe a few months, I don't know. And um, you two did a lot right off the bat. We did work. We did work on it. but We worked hard. It was funny. The funny story is when we first got there, the shingle it was three different colors of shingle. It was different, one of those different really color. deep rough. <laughs> and um, yep, remember? And oh. we thought, good grief! Why couldn't they get the same shingle color? Yeah. Oh wow! Doodle. Yeah, I guess I didn't rough, notice that. <laughs> the roof was so steep that nobody would go up on the roof, but the one guy Land that Arno was talking to about before, and he was colorblind, so nobody said anything. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was colorblind. This is the church I pulled up, and the, the paint was peeling. That they had a type of a church sign with old metal oh, rusty letters you could exchange, and they were just rusty. Went inside oh. the church, smelled. Not all the bulbs were there. I mean, it was just, it wasn't good. We knew we had to do something, so we fixed it up. Wow. But we were to a point now where we filled that little church, and we said, well, we've got to start looking around, okay? So for two years, we looked around. 
one of the places we tried to get was the very place where R- Ruth had said, God told me someday we're going to build a church right there. I went after that with the owners so much that they got so upset with me that I finally had to promise <laughs> I would never call them again. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, absolutely. I, I, my last conversation, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I will not bother you again. And I'm the kind, you know, I, I say that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to call wow. and plug people. You're trying to raise up a church and not irritate people. Right. So we, we, we looked and we looked. There just was not hardly nothing available. Then one spot came down on the main drag in town, out more on the edge of town, but it was right on the main drag. It was a great location. By this time, we actually had the cash. to We could have bought this. The guy was would give us five acres. Uh, it was a good price. Half of it was under what was called under flood stage, which means you it, you could have water there, but we just put the parking lot there and and so on. Well, we we first, the first thing we have to do is we have to vote in our church and go through the hoops to uh, where we go forward with everybody on board. And dear Ruth, she never made a problem. Wanna, you you got to hear this. She never caused a problem at, at all. Never had a bad attitude. But she would Beautiful. say, "Well, you guys can vote. Uh, I'm going to abstain." And I remember a board member myself said, Ruth, we've done, can, is there anything you could think of that we can do that we haven't done? Is there, I said, no, 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 I, no, you've got to move forward. Please do. And however the church, I will go along with however the vote goes. I just know what God told me. Amazing. I'll never forget that because, I mean, she, she had heard from God in a way about this in wow. the location that we had. And we had sought the Lord. Okay. So, you know, we can't go there, can't even call them anymore. And this other place, so we were trying to go to this other place. It's all set up. We go to the city, go to the planning commission. They said no. We appealed. They said no again. I did my homework. I, I, I looked at it. I just, I did everything to make the best presentation I could of why we at church should be able to go there. And uh, then we appealed before the city council, and in the end, they said no. And uh, so I, I, I had said something before we left uh, the city council. I said, this is my last statement. I said, we have tried to go to this land, and this is unfair. And if we sued, I know that if we sued, we would win, and we'd be able to put a church there. But, because they had no good reason that the church couldn't go sure. there. Money. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. About taxes and non-taxable. But I, but I, I said, we're not here to do that. We're, we're not here. We're, we're here for this town, so we're not going to do that. But if I can't find another piece of property— or I do, and, and we go through this again. I said, and then I'm going to come right back after this nice piece of property. Well, on my way out that night, so I didn't know what we were going to do. On my way out, the, the editor of the paper caught me and he said, can I ask you a few questions? So he did, and and, uh, and I, I made a real clear city council. I'm not saying we're, we're, we're done here. I'm simply saying we're going to back off from this right now. So I, And I reiterated okay. that to him. The next morning... I get a call from a young man at church. He said, did you see the city paper? I said, no. He said, oh, you might want to go get it. I said, well, why? He said, well, you just might want to go get it. It's uh, look on the, the front page. So I ran. I, I thought, what, what in the world? You know, we had, a, we had a two years of trying to get land, fighting this thing. We're kind of at wit's end. And they were just making it unduly restrictive. That's why we were, you know, upset. Sure. Yep. Right. So they had any good reason. Yeah, you well, yeah. we were the first church to face after they had made changes in the ordinances and and it was almost impossible to build a church. 
wow. in the town. And, and they didn't realize, I mean, we were the first ones to face this. So it was, it was kind of an awakening in everybody's part too. But we, the, I went down, got a paper, and right, and the headline was this, and I quote, Council approves seven permits, and then a semicolon, church quits trying. I was <laughs> just, I was between wow. living. living. Oh, I went back wow. to our little church in the basement. My little, I, I, I went around in circles pay, oh. I, and in the basement, in and out of my office. I prayed prayers that were not pretty. Uh, God was very gracious. <laughs> I had had it. I said, you call us down here. We've done it. I've done everything. I, I everything. Wow. I've got nothing. And here we sit. I can't lead this church now. I mean, which is what I was at my wit's end. And I, and I, I after, God understands. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, like, you know, we're all still growing up, aren't we? Yep. And right, so, uh, right. I get you know, I, I was really serious with the, the emotion of it. I mean, I, and it's one of those deals that really brings you to kind of the edge of your own faith. It's like, I, I don't get it because, and I want to keep coming back to not wasted time. I, I went, I went in my office. I sat there after I had ranted and raved. No one was there to hear me. Yeah. And I went in and uh, I sat there and then I, I can't, I don't know if it was me or God's, but it, it was, it was different. It just, it kind of came to me. Do I dare call this person who owned this land? And I thought, I can't do that. I bugged them to death. I don't think they like me anymore. And I <laughs> promised I would never call them again. You know, <laughs> so the perfect recipe is to call them again, right? Right. right. <laughs> kind I of in a corner. There, yeah. I think I sat there for an hour and I said, <sighs> I said, Lord, is this you? What do you want? And finally wow. I thought, I, I simply came up, I called her up. I said, hello. I said, hi. You know, <laughs> Don't hang up. You know, this is Paul Stanberg. And I know I said I would never call you again. I said I just I just want to ask you one question. Did you see the paper? And it's it's funny again how God uses we don't always know what He's doing. But uh, she said no, and I said okay. <laughs> and, and I was quiet. And she said, well, why? I said, well, I just thought if you saw that, if you would see what I've been trying to tell you, how what we've been up against trying to get a spot to build our church. She says, well, what does it say? I said, well, here, here's the thing. And so I kind of explained it to her and I said, you can, you can go get, you can go get the paper. Let me just interject here. During this whole time, God was using this. Bonnie was at a, we were at Parker, a little restaurant. Yeah. It was at the Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Yeah. Oh, for, for help. I can you, picture of course, it. For salad, I'm sure. <laughs> And she, and, and she heard people in the next booth. They didn't realize she was, you know, the pastor's wife. They said, did you hear what the city council is doing to that church? And God was using this to bring good out of it. And I think you think of Joseph, you think of Job, you know, he, he was bringing good out of this. So God was using this in this lady's heart. I didn't know this, but she had had some bad, she owned some property in town. And I don't know all the details, but there was some bad blood between her and the city council for whatever reasons. And um, so all of a sudden that kind of burned her a little bit. She said, well, you know, that's not right. And I said, yeah, I, that's so, I said, that's why I, we were so desperate trying to, you know, but I, I'm sorry to have called you. I just wanted, I hope that you would start to at least validate what I had told you. She said, well, well, how much land do you, would you guys need again? I said, well, you know, 
three to five acres. I said, Let, let's say four. I mean, that would really be nice. You know, I said, well, let me talk to my husband. Long story short, they talked, they sold us the land. Wow. Um, and, and not only, song, pretty much. well, we could afford mm. it. We paid cash for it. And all of a sudden over here, Mayo Clinic came in and bought up the hospital and took over. And they came right over here, just, just across the street and a little bit. I always teach people to say about a three wood, uh, if you're a golfer, <laughs> over from us and, and built a complex and it built up all around us. And all of a sudden, this is a, a great location. Beautiful. Now, here's the kicker. Sometime you forget and time passes. And I will never forget this, and I don't let a church forget. Right in front, uh, right where our church sign is, right there at the curb, is where. Ruth and Lynch stopped the car and she pointed to and said, hmm. That is where wow. God told me we're going to build the church. Right there. And I, I look out from my window in my office. Every day I see it, I bring it up at board meetings. And I said, we, we will never forget. And right. it's during those times, and again, when you don't know how God is leading, the circumstances, all these things, and yet you right. have to remind yourself, even if it's hollow, hmm. this still isn't wasted time. Right. Right. It brings me to the Old Testament story where the um, 12 tribes, Israel was crossing the Jordan River, and he had... Uh, you know, 12 stones brought across by the Levites, I believe it was, and they built an altar and worshiped the Lord there. And then they said, just so we do not forget how God delivered us and moved in our midst to, you know, if you look back, look at uh, what God has done and let that give like wind in your sails per se, and just re- affirm God's goodness and his kindness and his faithfulness in fulfilling what he promises and then get your, fix your eyes straight ahead and keep moving on in the things of the Lord because what an exciting, our God is amazing. I always say the greatest yeah. life to yeah. be lived, the most cutting edge life to be lived is one live for the Lord. Yeah, you yeah. don't always know what's Very coming true. and but you know, it's exciting. It, God can, is faithful. He always delivers. He always provides. He, he is so good and so loving and so kind that when we look back, let us look back at those things where we see it like you with your sign. That shows, and going back over, I love hearing that about Ruth and Len and bringing you on that drive. Little did you know. <laughs> and yeah, now... All the good things God has brought to pass and all the salvations and all the lives affected through your sold-out devotion, the two of you and with your kids and now grown kids and just committing to being used and spent to further the kingdom and share Jesus' great love. It's beautiful. And you mentioned how we, we don't know. Not only did we not know that way back then, but do you know how long we've been here? How long? How long now? 34 years. Oh, wow. Wow. Really? He is good. He 34 is. years. And, and I tell you what, we, uh, we are, again, you know, it's just, we feel blessed uh, in what God has done in our lives and, and in, in this community. In this Beautiful. community and through our church. And, and I mean, I just, we, we are really grateful to the Lord. Wow. Beautiful. That's really cool. So the theme, I guess, of this is God does not waste time. No, 
uh, I do. (laughs) (laughs) But even when we think we're wasting time, he's he's not. He's working on us. He uses it. That's right. Do you have time for one quick more testimony? Absolutely. Love it. Well, just to verify where God had a plan, he he was already way ahead of us. Um, When we went to put the water on the land when we were building the church, Orrin was up on the roof doing the um, parsonage. And the guy from the city, they were going to come, they were going to block the road, they were going to dig in the road and bring the water onto our land, right? Okay. And water and sewer. So they, it was going to cost us quite a bit of money. Yeah. We were on a pretty tight budget, so. you know? Anyway, but, I mean, you have to have water. So that's what it is. So yep. the guy calls Orrin off the roof he, after he went down there. And he calls Orrin off the roof and he says, I can't it. It's not on any of our maps. It's not on the city maps. Um, but I went down there and the water is already on your land. What? Everything's wow. already flooded. I, really? I couldn't believe it. He said, we, we put all this in. It's not on any of our maps. No one remembers doing it. Oh but my goodness. He said, I just before we tore up the road and blocked it all off, that's how I just go down there. I, I went down there. There was an eight inch pipe. Pointing wow. the direction of the land. Then I ran the tape measure in there. He said, it's already, it, all, all that's done. He said, I, I, I don't even know what to say. And I said, well, we we have a word for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but God. That was so cool. Saved us money. And it was just one of one of many things. Wow. But wow. look at how God had that plan years ago. That is just wild. That's before so you cool. even that's knew. So before. Line. Anybody knew. This is so fun. I'm, I bet you have story after story. We could keep going till midnight, but we I'm know sure. you guys probably. We want may to go have home. to do uh, part two sometime. <laughs> <laughs> we would love that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. We love this time. All this with us and for the audience and and I hope. Well, we I'm love sh- you guys and what you're doing too. And, oh. and we hope that what we've shared, God will use some way to encourage, strengthen, give give energy, you know, assurance uh, to people as each one individually, you know, seeking the Lord, finding God's way in their life. And just, uh, again, it's not always the same. And sometimes it's easier. Sometimes it's not as easy, but it certainly isn't wasted time. Mm. Right. Yep. What's your website? Uh, our website is v, v is in Valley, another V is in View, so vvaglc.org. Okay, cool. So if anyone wants to check them out or see what they're all about or what they're up to, it's you can go to that website, correct? Yes. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Or check us out on Facebook. Okay, cool. Thanks so much again. We Thank appreciate you, you guys Bonnie so much. Thank you, Bonnie and Oren. Well, thanks for having us. What a, what a treat to be with you today. We've loved it. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. All Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Faith Moving Forward podcast. Please consider subscribing to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you currently listen to. 